Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Let's talk business with Ford Lease. Hassle-free vehicle leasing. Search Ford Lease to find out more. We know the Children's Grief Centre here in Limerick very well. In the past, they were one of the beneficiaries of your generosity through Live 95, helping Limerick through children. And they provide really important services for a lot of families, especially their children. They've launched their Dream Build campaign. And on the line to tell us more, we have the director of the Children's Grief Centre based in Limerick, sister Helen Colhan, and parent Anne Comerford, whose children use the centre after her husband passed away a few years ago and you're both very welcome Um, and tell us a little bit about your story and how the grief centre helped your children. Um, Good morning Joe. Good morning. Um, My husband died in 2011 and I was left with three children aged 13, 11 and 5. Now I was thinking about it um, and we were lucky in that day-to-day life went on very much for the lads but a year and a half further out um, Nothing was wrong, but everything was wrong, and I just realised that I needed help. Um, the grief centre had been recommended by people I trusted, um, so I, I reached out, because it's not everybody you'll hand over the welfare of your children um, to. So I met with Helen, and immediately um, I, I felt a sense of trust, and luckily the list wasn't huge at the time, the waiting list, so I was pretty much able to get an appointment for my guys straight away or within a reasonable time. Um, two of the main things I was talking to my daughter at the weekend is, um, as I say, I had two teenagers at that stage, and it, she just said, Mom, I want you to reiterate, she didn't want to go. The very first visit, she just did not want to go. But having got through the first session, she actually made appointments for subsequent ones. She said, I want you to stress the sense of welcome, safety and ease in the centre. And that's that's what it does. It's just a safe space, a confidential space for them to air their worries, their fears. Um, and I suppose the very fact I would have preferred, I would have liked to have known what was being said, but that's the core of it for teenagers particularly, that it is a confidential space they can share with me if they want, but they don't have to if they don't want. And I think the second thing that really helps for teenagers, the teenage years are difficult anyway, and they have difficult things to navigate. But the centre is a free service and it remains open to them. The door is open to them to go back until they're 18 years of age. And my daughter did go back during her leave and search year when her grandfather was diagnosed with cancer. So the support continues and um, really it made such a subtle difference to them. It, it doesn't take grief away. Grief isn't something until you're through it. Um, it's not something you can deal with and park and put away. Grief is going to be with you for the rest of your life and it affects who you are and what you are. But it gives in the centre, the children are enabled. They're given the, the tools. To, they're no different to anybody else. They're the same. There's many more like them. But it gives them the tools to navigate um, at the different points in their life um, just to help them get through. So that grief, at the end of the day, will not define them. Um, I was interested to hear you say that everything was okay and nothing was okay 18 months after your husband's death. What do you mean by that? Just like, as I say, we were in a lucky position in that I was able to keep life going for them day to day. They were, their home stayed the same, school, parents. But it's just, nothing can prepare you for the loss of a person in your life. The finality that just your life is now without that person. And it's the small things. And particularly, like, I mean, I found it a, a bombshell. You can imagine the tsunami for children. Like, it's it's on the sideline at a pitch. It's It's... it's it's an everyday event that somebody else's dad is there or a dad makes a fuss and you're there and it just, you're missing that. And it's just, we came back from holidays and, and it just, there was a tension, there was a bubble as in we were 
protecting each other, but we were cross with each other. And I think, you know, sometimes children find it upset to see, they get, they don't want you to see you upset, but they don't want to upset you neither. So the centre provides that safe space where they can articulate their feelings. And, and, and it's, they're normal feelings. You don't realise that this is grief and this is what it's going to feel like, but they are normal feelings. And that is reassurance is given to them. My small, my youngest was six when he went in and um, people think that small children don't know what's going on or that they don't feel what's going on. But after one of the sessions, sometimes a parent might be brought in just to share what might have gone on and, and Helen would have said to him, she said, um, how did you find today, um, Peter? And he said, I was happy. And um, she said, and why? Why were you happy today? And, he, and it, this has stayed with me ever. He um, said, I forgot. Yeah. And it wasn't, it just struck me, it wasn't that he forgot. He'll never forget that. That is with us ever. But he was allowed to be, yes. to just and, be himself. And, 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 and we uh, all need that. And I suppose, and the other question that a lot of people will have who are fortunate enough not to have gone through what you went through is, clearly you are, as you say, dealing with your own grief. So your interaction with uh, the Children's Grief Centre was about facilitating the help for your children. Yes. But obviously you're still dealing with everything too. You are, um, and I suppose it, 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 it made me stand back objectively and maybe realise that I needed um, a little bit of help myself. You're so busy trying to protect everybody and to keep the show on the road. Um, and she, you, it, you think you're normal, but you're not. You're not in the normal headspace that you would normally be. So I think it even gave, I could see afterwards, subtly, even my daughter and how maybe if I reacted to something, she was able to stand back and maybe just make a little one-liner and say, Mom, and it, I knew she was able to handle me and say, you know, it, it just gave her those tools just to stand back as people and, and just um, handle the situation. As I say, grief, it's with us ever, but um, the centre certainly made a subtle difference in how my lads coped and how they cope to this day. The regard that they have for the centre is, I, I mean, I'm not a person that puts myself out there, so I wouldn't be talking to you today, yes. but if, if, if Helen asked, to bund me to bungee jump for them in the morning for the centre. They push me out of the plane. And that's the honest to God. They just, the regard and just that sense of safety. For me, even to go in there, that was maybe the only hour I had that I was on my own, that when I was in the waiting room, it gave me time to reflect or time to just yes. get off the rat wheel, the, well, the, the hamster wheel. Well, you we, know. we know well here and I know well how persuasive <laughs> Sister Helen can yes, be. Yes. And so I, I, I take, so. I take yes. that on board. It's Anne Comfort chatting to us and, and Sister Helen, the director of the Children's Grief Centre, uh, is on the line as well. Um, hi, Helen. Uh, I, you know, a, a, a lovely <laughs> reflection there of the kind of work that you do. And of course, that's replicated, I presume, day in, day out in one way or another. Yeah, thank you very much, Joan. It's lovely to talk to you again. And actually, I feel a bit emotional listening to Anne. Isn't it amazing? Because um, I suppose she has clearly, you know, described how we work, but it's touching when you hear it and you never take it for granted. And Anne actually now is on our board of management and we are delighted about that. Uh, she's a wonderful asset uh, to the board. And, you know, I think Another important point that she clearly states was that, you know, we can presume that after 18 or two or three years that children are fine. And that's a very important point. Children grieve differently and it will erupt at different times and at different stages of development. As, again, as she clearly stated, how we, our daughter came during that crucial time of leaving cert and because we are now 12 years in existence, I can see children coming back and even... Two weeks ago, I got an email from a 19-year-old that we had that one of my volunteers had worked with when uh, she was seven, and uh, the, la- her, the last sentence of her email to me stuck a, a chord, and she said, "Again, 
thanks, and she mentioned the volunteer. Thank you, Mary, for talking and listening to me when my world and all my family's world fell apart. And again, we very much, as you know, Joe, see this work as early intervention. And even that 19-year-old, and she wants to come back now and volunteer, which I'm very excited about. And you know, then we're on this morning because we have a massive challenge in that uh, we have been gifted this beautiful new building on O'Connell Avenue by um, the Sisters of Mercy, and we really welcome that. But he brings with it a challenge. But I was, before I came on up this morning, I was a bit like Anne, maybe having a candle lit and looking for inspiration to what to say. But I see it very much. We call it a dream bill because it is a dream bill. We see it very much for the children presently and the children of the future. Uh, I see it as a good news story. I was listening there to the minister on with you beforehand about the Greenway, and I think that is wonderful news. But I think we are following it with wonderful news. And I suppose I see children more important. I see I'm a big nature person, and that's important. But I see our work with children more important. And with this new centre, we are hoping to double the amount and uh, we have been blessed. Uh, I'm sure you know Ailey Drake and Connor Horrigan. They're the architects. They have put together a beautiful plan and design, and we staff and volunteers have had a huge input in that design and plan. And even when I, you know, look at it, I suppose it is our dream build because we are going to have, we say, rooms for the younger children with creative tunnels and interactive features. Uh, for example, like slides, nukes, and crannies, where children can express their feelings. And then in the other rooms, then we're going to have what we call a splatter wall. And I had seen that in action when I visited America last year. This is where children just can splatter paint on the wall and express their feelings that way. And then for the teenagers, uh, we'll have, you know, very welcome and kind of what's suitable for teenagers. So we're really, like, we're we're very excited about this, Joe. And And can listeners help, Helen? Well, um, what we're hoping, and I know it's a big ask, Joe, and like there's so many wonderful charities out there. So I would be hoping that there would even, even Joe, whatever people could, uh, every, you know, every euro counts. And it was a strange thing this morning. I was thinking even if every uh, person in Ireland gave us one euro, like we, we would get, we would have, you know, the price of it. So where people can afford to uh, donate, and I, I'm going to be calling on businesses, Joe, now this is a big ask. But I'm hoping that they might consider sponsoring a room, etc., for us, because this is for the children of the future. Like we worked with children face to face up to Christmas. Since January, we are doing Zoom calls. We are hoping within the next five or six weeks to be back face to face because we've been fortunate that the HSE we were able to avail of the vaccine. But um, uh, we have, we'd say less. March, we had over 300. I'm expecting, because I know from the phone calls we are here every day that we are receiving from parents. There's a huge amount of anxiety out there. Grief is going to be very different now for children. A lot of them hadn't hadn't been able to say goodbye to their loved ones. So that's going to have huge emotional uh, consequences down the road. And so I think our new centre is very timely. And, and Helen, I mean, you know an awful lot about it yourself. You've learned an awful lot through the process here in Limerick. And I know you went on this recce to the States to see how yes. it was done there. What's the biggest takeaway from that that you brought back? Um, and we said, where I went to America, Joe, there were 40 years in existence. Uh, I suppose the biggest thing is that children grieve. People forget uh, we try to protect children. I think Anne nicely described it there, even with the six-year-old. 
from whatever age where there's a bereavement, children will grieve. Uh, we know all children won't need it, but quite a lot do. And I think when I brought back, and I suppose I repeated over and over, Joe, it's the, imp- the importance of listening. But when parents are grieving themselves, it's very difficult, and I think, and God, much better than I would do, explained, it's very difficult then for the parents. You're grieving your loved one. You're trying to cope with a new situation. So what I've learned, and I think, and young people would tell tell us here uh, over and over, what they like is not, we're nothing special. Uh, we're a bit, we are simple in the sense that we offer a listening ear. It's not therapy and it's not counselling. And young people, especially teenagers, because then we are making them feel normal. There's nothing wrong with you. Uh, grief is normal. Yes. So, it's, yeah. And I presume you can go online, can you, to find out more about how to donate? You, you can, of course. You can visit our website. And Katrina, uh, uh, our fundraiser, has a lovely job done there on how people can donate. We have a GoFund page as well. So we, we'd really welcome right. if people came on board right. to support us, Joe. And I want to thank Live 95 FM all, over the many years now. And I was thinking even this morning, how many, like I think I'm going up and down for the last 13 years and have received huge support. And it's something we really value and appreciate. Well, it's, it's for a, a great, great cause. And I tell you, we look forward. We can't even have a guest in here these days uh, live, unfortunately, because of all the COVID restrictions. But we look forward maybe to doing an outside broadcast from the new building, the Children's Grief Centre building, uh, when the time comes, which would be fantastic. Well, listen, well done to you, Sister Helen, and the entire team there for all the amazing work you continue to do, despite, as you say, the difficulties of lockdown for yourselves as well. And we really look forward uh, to uh, seeing the dream build become a reality and also Particular thanks uh, to Anne Comerford uh, for telling us her own story. Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Let's talk business with Ford Lease. Hassle-free vehicle leasing. Search Ford Lease to find out more.